0: super talk mississippi media production find your new ride at kia macomb's all new location at the corner of i-55 and highway 98 come find out why macomb loves kia macomb at the corner of i-55 and highway 98 right on the corner right on the price
1: this is rebecca turner and thank you for listening to the good things podcast here on super talk mississippi Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch Good Things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV, and you may have vowed it was a new year, and you want a new you, and maybe eating better is on your to-do list. I know Monday was national or Tuesday was national buffet day but we're going to rein it in just a little bit here today on good things I have joining with me Quilla Madkin she is a registered dietitian with the Mississippi State Extension Services and she's got some tips for us to think about if eating better is on our to-do list in 2024 hey Quilla Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I hope you weren't listening Tuesday cuz of all things January the 2nd is National Buffet Day. And so we had a good old time here on good things going down the rabbit hole of our favorite <laughs> buffet restaurants. I said I, you know what? We just need balance. So now I got to bring in a professional to sort of help us, you know, see the see the forest for the trees, but you can still make good choices on a buffet, huh? Absolutely. I love a good buffet. I'm yeah. all about a buffet. <laughs> but that's only on special days, right? It's all those other days of the of the year that matter the most. So, this is a, you know, busy time for us dietitians. Everybody's looking for, you know, those um tips and tricks when it comes to what they should or shouldn't be eating. How do you even wrap your mind around starting to help people see again the forest for the trees when it comes to nutrition information out there?
2: Right. So, you know, it's really about taking it one step at a time, putting one foot in front of the other, I really encourage folks not to get so caught up in the new trend, the fastest thing, or the the quick fixes, and to really think about lifestyle change and putting forth um, tools and using things that are going to help you be more health-forward. Just health-forward, one step at a time, and keeping it simple.
1: Is it true that if the weight comes off slowly... Slower about a pound and a half or a pound a week, that that then we're doing things correctly,
2: absolutely. I mean, you know, and as we all know, anything you want doesn't just come fast, right? So it takes time. So, with weight being one thing, which is which is great, you know, if someone feels they need to lose weight, I'm in support of that. I believe that's you know a personal choice, but I also think to really think about your health and. What are your wins outside of the number on the scale? Because that is really going to matter. And that really sustains you uh, for the long term when you're trying to be healthier.
1: I know. And you don't want to hear that it's going to take longer than you expected. And it may be harder than you hoped for in terms of maybe transforming your health. But the good news is I like how you think about just moving forward. I always tell folks, too, all we have to do is move the needle. As long as we're moving the needle and not necessarily the scale needle, just your needle in terms of health, towards a a better direction then we're on the right track no matter how long it takes us right so it doesn't matter because you want to you want to be on this journey for as long as that you're living but we do live here right. in mississippi quilla and you working at the mississippi state extension services you guys are deep into the communities what do you right. see in terms of chronic illnesses that plague us the most even though those aren't good things but we're going to try to help give you some tips to to better manage those but what's plaguing mississippi the most
2: well, you know, it's really probably what all Mississippians think about. Um, I move away from kind of talking about overweight and obesity, but really thinking about chronic disease conditions, other other chronic conde- disease conditions like diabetes, uh, high blood pressure. You know, we can really think about getting a wrap or control around understanding better what it, what it means to be a diabetic, pre-diabetic, uh, what it means to have uh, a good range of blood pressure and what kind of tips and things we can do to manage that, I think we will definitely be in a better situation in our state. Uh, Just really thinking about some basic principles around those two health conditions. Of course, stress is something that we're not thinking about. People not sleeping well. There's so many uh, things, but obviously, you know, again, I like to keep it simple, but if we can just start thinking about nourishing our bodies a little bit better and adding things to our diet that are going to be beneficial for us from a health perspective and longevity, we're going to be a lot better
1: off. I like it when we can add things, Quill, and we don't always just talk about what's taking away. Sometimes as dietitians, we feel like that's all we do is we're the food police and you're like, you can't have this, you can't have that, and less of this and no to that. And all foods have their place and can fit. So focusing on what should be there versus what shouldn't can be a positive shift in mindset for you for sure. So what are you encouraging folks to put on their plates or maybe in their glasses in 2024?
2: Well, the biggest thing I'm doing is really encouraging them to um, make sure they're drinking more water. That is absolutely important. you know, limiting the the amount of sugary beverages that you're they're drinking, added sugar um, and just really drinking more water and and not because water is going to make you lose weight. There's a misperception that I drink water, I lose weight. well, we need water for health purposes. <laughs> we need it to, you know, um, lubricate our joints, to flush things through our bodies, so we, we need water, you know, to not be hy- dehydrated. So I think just thinking about water, you know, if that means, um, you know, uh, adding a glass or half a glass, because I understand that for some people they're not drinking, so whatever they can add would be beneficial. Um, and just again, minimizing the amount of added sugars would be extremely helpful with their with drinking and if you drink milk, you know i don't think you necessarily have to go from low from high fat to low fat or skim, but just also thinking about how much I'm drinking, of, of things like water and milk.
1: Quilla, everybody wants a goal in terms of like, well, how much should I be drinking? And, you know, I know that varies from everybody to for different reasons and all the things. But if someone listening to Good Things thought, okay, that's, an, that's low-hanging fruit, pun intended, in terms of something I can do for my health better in 2024 is just making sure that I drink more water, when will they know if maybe they are at enough water? Or what is a, an easy, decent goal for them to reach for in terms of amount of water every day?
2: Well, I tell people to keep it simple and try to drink half of your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 300 pounds, you want to try to get to one hundred uh, half of that in ounces, 150 ounces a day. But that seems like a lot if you've only been drinking a cup, right? Right. So, so just add a half a cup if, to what you're currently doing and work on that throughout the week. The next week, add a, a cup. So you just keep moving forward with with getting to the goal, which, again, the goal doesn't have to be tomorrow. You don't have to meet mm-hmm. the mark tomorrow. You just want to keep putting steps in place. The other thing I say to people is take a peek at your urine. Take a peek and see what color is it. Um, you want it to look more like lemonade, less like apple juice. Uh, and some people think it should be clear. They say, well, it should be clear. Well, that's that's not true either. You may be overhydrated. You want to take a peek and see what the color of your urine is. And that will also help you in a simple way to see where am I at on the hydration chart.
1: And if you are uh, managing hypertension or uh, high blood sugar or diabetes, this simple just change of making sure you're getting plenty of just good water or unsweetened um, beverage ounces a day can make a huge difference in managing both of those over the long term. So, you know, if you think, oh, you know, I don't like water, what's the big deal? I'll drink sort of other things. It really can Make a big d- impact in you managing or preventing or reversing or treating uh, your chronic illnesses when it comes to hypertension and diabetes for for sure. So if they're doing that, though, I know that's the first that is an easy one for everybody to do. If we're moving past that, what's another like just simple thing we can add and not have to take away from what we're doing in twenty
2: twenty four? Well, I tell people to think simple and add more time in your kitchen. Uh, add more time in your kitchen, helping you, you to cook more things food at home because you have control over what you put in the food uh, and for some people who may not like to cook or may not be cooks don't feel like you have to be a chef to cook healthy healthier there's the word I like to use you do not have to have a culinary background to do that you definitely don't have to be a dietitian. you know you just have to kind of get in that kitchen um, and try to start adding more things into what you cook maybe start with breakfast and say, hey, I'm going to start cooking breakfast at home, or I'm going to start making my lunch. Maybe It doesn't mean you have to cook all day every day, but try to spend a little more time in your kitchen cooking food from home because that then gives you the control of what's in the food and the preparation methods. And so that can be very helpful.
1: Especially when you think about sauces and seasonings, particularly when it comes to, like, saltier seasonings. When you simply buy something, Outside of the home or pre-made, it's typically going to have significantly more sodium in it than if you were to make it at home. Even if you go a little bit heavier on the salt, it's still probably going to be less um, and better than when we when someone else is making it, really making it to where you, it tastes really, really yummy for for you to come back in and get more.
2: Right. So I think cooking at home, controlling those. Um, Ingredients, and then just think about you know the other thing I would say, adding more produce, adding more produce. That's your fruits and vegetables. Eating more of that. That's that good fiber, good nutrition, antioxidants, um, things that can all help the
1: good things. Quilla, can you stick with us? We're coming up a break. I'd like for you to also share what the extension services has across uh, Mississippi. Can you hang tight? Absolutely. All right, stick with us. We got more with registered dietitian Quilla Madkin coming up next. Put it on me. Yeah.
0: Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: I'm a morning time and we're going strong
1: back to good things. Don't forget, head on over to supertalk.fm. We're streaming live there. If you've taken time to download that Supertalk Mississippi app, just open it up. You can stream us there anytime. Of course, we're always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station and Supertalk TV on your computer or your mobile device. We're continuing our conversation with registered dietitian Quilla Madkin. She's with the Mississippi State Extension Services, and she's helping us think about eating better in the new year, which I think we all can do a little bit more of. And my biggest hope is that maybe we can get you to pump the brakes just a little bit when it comes to maybe doing something extreme. Quilla, when you hear people or talk to folks who really are excited, and I feel like – you know, there's that excitement and that gust to maybe get started, do it quick, take the bulls by the horn, you know, whatever it takes. I'm dedicated. You just want to be like, you just want to be like, let's, let's take it down just a notch because usually that firecracker of energy is going to burn out. And then you find yourself right back where you were, you know, in February or, or sort of before. So how do you help people pump the brakes when it comes to their enthusiasm for doing whatever it takes?
2: Right. So, you know, I think it's important to remind people it's great to be gung-ho, and I think if you're ready to go, let's go. Uh, Just remember, though, that uh, things change, life happens, and the slowing down of things doesn't mean you have to stop putting forth health practices, right? so Because sometimes for a lot of people, it's give uh, everything or nothing, right? Everything, I'm all in or nothing. And I try to encourage people, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. There can be steps. There's going to be stops and goes. And you have to know that. And you just can't give in just because things aren't going the way you want them to go, because they are going to change. They are going to change. If you go from drinking three sodas a day and drinking juice all day and start drinking water, you're going to see a big weight loss. You're going to see some things changing, clothes fitting differently. And then that may stop because now you've, kind of gotten that out of your system, you're drinking more water, now start to continue to implement other things to continue to move that health needle forward. And so I think that's where people get a little stuck, because most people forget about health wins, like your waist conference, like being able to breathe when you walk up a by the stairs or your blood pressure coming down. They're not really thinking about some of these internal things that are changing for them. They're just looking at the external things or the quick, or as you said, the low-hanging fruit, which may be their weight.
1: Right. And in terms of, yeah, absolutely. And most of the times we have the idea of what we want to weigh versus what we need to weigh for good health. So whenever I work with someone, the first thing, you know, they'll come in is like, I need to lose 50 pounds. I'm like, well, you're not 500 pounds, so you technically don't need to. You probably only only need to lose 10% of your current body weight if you do have chronic conditions to see fast improvements in the markers that mean you'll live longer, which is your blood pressure and your blood sugar. So if you're a 100 pounds overweight, then that's only 10 pounds, right? And so, or it's even less than that. So even a five-pound weight loss over the course of a couple months may not seem significant to you, but your body and your heart and all the other things and your kidneys and your liver will desperately appreciate that. So don't discredit, is what I'm trying to say, any small effort to making healthier choices even if it's not reaping the skinny gene you know benefits that you're desperately wanting on the inside
2: right absolutely
1: so let's talk about what you do every day i think it's cool that all throughout the state we've got the mississippi state extension services and offices i don't know if there's a dietitian at every one of those but you are integrated in much of the education and materials that go out how is this a service that people can uh, take advantage of
2: Absolutely, and I think it, this is so important because before I started working with Extension, I didn't realize the vast um, information that we that was available, right, to Mississippians that is, in most cases it's free or if there's a program that's going to be a very minimal cost. And so we have lots of nutrition and wellness education from social media, through Facebook, through Instagram. We have lots of programs that our family consumer science agents deliver out in, you know, all all the counties in our state. We have offices in every county in the state. We have agents out working who live in these counties, who've grown up in these counties, who know the, the community extremely well, whether it's a di- diabetes education program, a healthy eating program, a youth engagement and healthy eating program that includes physical activity, we have lots of opportunities. Um, something as simple for some people, maybe as simple as a label reading program where, where people can learn to read food labels, which I think is a very good start at trying to get healthier, understanding the food label, the nutrition tax label. So our agents really, our family consumer science agents are out here doing all of these things, whether it's um, grab-and-go bags where we have you know, educational material in there, nutrition kits where people can cook things and learn how to cook things healthier. So there's lots of solutions through the Extension Service that are nutrition and health-related that we are really trying to get Mississippians to take advantage of. Definitely go to the website, extension.msstate.edu, where you can see lots of these different programs, but also follow your local county if you live in Lamar County, follow follow the Lamar County Extension Office. Um, there's lots of things they would be doing. If you live in Forest County, if you live in here in Hines County, or you live in, you know, Franklin um, County. Whatever county you're in, follow the, your local extension office um, that county on Facebook Facebook, or you can call the county office and see what they're doing. You can definitely follow us at our MSU Extension Nutrition Wellness Facebook page, where we post lots of things about what's happening in the community, and lots of opportunities that are virtual and face-to-face.
1: And see a lot of your great videos. You guys do a great job of putting together quick and easy recipes, or just sort of meal ideas. Quilla, did you grow up cooking? Did you like? Was that a passion that you got pre-di uh, pre pre-dietitian? Uh, right. So I actually grew
2: up. My mom did teach me to cook. Um but my mom is an excellent cook and she cooked all the time so I really didn't have to cook. I helped her in the kitchen. But when I went off to college I was a really broke my uh roommate and I, my cousin and I went off to Mississippi State and we were broke. So we cooked. We didn't have a meal plan uh, we couldn't afford a meal plan, so we actually cooked in college. So a lot of my cooking started in college, to be honest. It was out of necessity. So that's why I say to people, I don't think it's that people don't know how to cook or can't learn. They, You do what you have to do, which is what I did, and that's where my passion for cooking came from. And I actually um, will tell you my children have more of a passion for cooking than me. I cook. Because it's a necessity, um it's not and i I like doing I enjoy it, but um it wasn't something I just grew up wanting to do. you know, I really love the science around nutrition and being able to help people understand nutrients and foods that are going to support their health um and cooking just comes along with that, I guess.
1: You mentioned cooking more at home, but you also have, is it three beautiful children? Am I correct with that, or is my math off? I have, I have, four. I have four. Four, so I left one out. Okay, so <laughs> I, undershotted, <laughs> I undershotted how busy you are, and I know one is extraordinary in their sports, as well as I think all of them are active. And so as a mom of only two, so God bless you, um, and one that's only at the age to be after school active, you know, I I empathize with working parents and caregivers who then have to figure out that dinner situation after car rider line then ballet or football or basketball or whatever it may be so do you have anything up your sleeve to help parents not have to go through a drive through or not feel like they have to do something quick fast uh, when it comes to dinner even if it's just one or two nights a week
2: absolutely so my number one recommendation is get up and give you yourself about 20 extra minutes roast some vegetables in the morning or take a sunday or saturday a day that works for your family where you all can roast some vegetables, something as simple as a sheet pan, some roasted vegetables, a little olive oil, and some spices and herbs. Roast those vegetables, and those vegetables can really be the foundation because when we think of meat being kind of the foundation of our meals, those vegetables can be the foundation of your meal. They can help with breakfast, with an omelet, they can be topped on, put them on a salad. You can add them to some rice, and, and boom, you got, you know, make a, some chicken or something on the side. So I really try to keep these simple concepts, roasting vegetables, using your crock pot, uh, using your um, air fryer if you have one. Um, But most people have an oven in a sheet pan and if you know those are those are that's my main tool roasting vegetables that's why i really start with my foundation for the week and that way we can kind of utilize those throughout the week
1: it really is crazy all the things that you can make with just a sheet pan absolutely is there an easy way uh place if they want to see your videos or get the recipes that you give out because i know that's one thing so many moms particularly ask for or home cook should i say is any recipes that are you know that they know that are going to be healthy and well balanced
2: Right, so the best thing to do to see the videos, go to our Extension MSU Nutrition and Wellness Facebook group. It is called the group, but it's, it's open to everyone in Mississippi. That, we post all the videos, we post um, our salt-free seasonings, we post recipes, ideas, and of course, again, you can follow the MSU Extension main page because they share a lot of stuff as well. But in our um, MSU Nutrition and Wellness uh, Facebook group, that's what we focus on.
1: Well, that's great. That'd be an easy resource. And we tell folks all the time if you're if you're doom scrolling, you might as well have some positive things from the Good Things Facebook group to now the St- Extensions Wellness Facebook group. I think those are great places for us to start to to moving that needle forward, Quilla. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. All the good tips. Happy New Year, and we'll talk soon.
2: Thank you very much. Take
1: care. All righty, you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Anything about me asking for share <laughs> <laughs> I think A it always-
3: behind the scenes. This is what plays. if the song I loaded. Didn't load right.
1: Ah, yeah. So this is like for anything?
3: No, just this show.
1: Oh, I was and like probably
3: the- just this time slot. lot. I've had to
1: double check. So there's there's backup songs. Yeah. So if like the you know the front runner or I guess the starter doesn't work, then the she's the back. So Britney Spears was your backup quarterback here on. Good things
3: for that one particular spot.
1: <laughs> of all the things, I think, and and look, I'm not hating on her, but I mean, woo. Um, <laughs> there, there, uh, um, there needs to be a movie. That's all I gotta say. But that, yeah, I just, I think, in almost what six and a half, six and a half years now, and going on seven years, will we do? I don't know if I've ever heard, um, ever heard Britney, or maybe I haven't. Just had not thought of. I think
3: it. it's done it at least one other time.
1: So now we're all going to be on the lookout. So if she comes up again, we're going to know that she got off the bench and had to show up and, and help her brother out. Because whatever went first. Every
3: once in a while, you just need a pinch hitter.
1: You just need a pinch hitter. And I still don't know if I choose her, but (laughs) I digress. Welcome back to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. Someone on the text line asked if there is an app for that. There is. It's the Supertalk Mississippi app. It can be uh, downloaded in your app store regardless of the smartphone that you use. And you can stream all the shows from there. There's a nice little button that says listen now. You'll click it, and no matter where you're at, as long as you got your app and good service, then you can get good things as well as Sports Talk and Gallo and Middays and all the other great shows. You can also find us, too, on your local Super Tall Mississippi radio station. But you've probably heard the holidays combined with the recent cold weather throughout the South has had a critical impact on our current blood supply for the state. So there is less than one... Day's supply left on our shelves. So that's kind of scary. So Mississippi Blood Services is in desperate need for the following blood types. So if you know your blood type, then listen up. If you are O negative or O positive or B positive or B negative or A negative or A positive or, A- or AB positive Or if you just have blood running through your veins and you've got a heart beating, then they probably would like to have you come and donate. You can also donate platelets as well. You can call Mississippi Blood Services at 601-368-2673, or you can simply go to msblood.com, and you can find a blood drive near you. You
3: know the supplies are low when they're asking for O.
1: Is that kind of like the common one?
3: One of the more common, yeah.
1: One of the more common ones. I mean, O
3: negative is the universal donor.
1: Gotcha. Do you know what your blood type is? I'm O negative. Are you? I'm yep. I'm B positive. I only know that from child from giving children have, giving birth to children. They tell you all kinds of things about yourself, and I <laughs> and I always remembered it like B positive. So that was like my kind of way of remembering um, my blood type. So we both should find time to go and do that. If that is something that you're willing to do, then the effort to be made would be greatly appreciated. Uh, because it does definitely save lives. It won't save lives, but it will brighten your day and it will get you thinking about something other than all of the ghastly headlines we've got going around. And that's being a part of the Good Things Facebook group. We tell you that all the time. And today we are pondering old wives tales that you believe to be true. So an old wives tale is just sort of that hearsay, something your granny probably passed down or just culturally speaking, just swear by, but like science probably says, that ain't going to happen. If you
3: making that face, it's going to stick like that. And
1: you cross your eyes, they're going to stick like that. You know, that you shouldn't eat before, you know, 30 minutes before you go into a swim, all those kinds of things. But there's some that folks just really do, like, kind of uh, swear by. My papa and Granny would not plant a seed in the dirt until Good Friday had come and gone. They were just hardcore believers that for whatever reason you needed to wait until at least the Saturday after Good Friday to start planting for your summer crops. And that is something, I don't plant things, but that's like I would, I would never plant something prior to Good Friday because my my uh, granny Withers and Papa Withers would roll over in their grave if they knew I was doing doing that. I think it has something to do with frost and all the things. Oh but. yeah,
3: but there are some things that have a bit of scientific know-how behind them, or at least a, just the tiniest bit of of data to support it. But a lot of times, it's just something that has never really been challenged scientifically. And it just kind of became an old wives tale. Like uh, one of the newer old wives tales, because you think about old wives tales, they were mentioned in the Bible. Was it, was it Timothy where it was like, don't don't pay attention to old wives tales? So it's, they've been around for a minute. But one of the newer ones, at least from my understanding, is don't sit too close to a TV. They put off radiation, which there's a tiny little seed of truth in that if you go way back to the 60s. I think it was 66 or 67, there was a recall on a several different lines of color televisions because they the, the increase in the power needed to put color on the screen. And think about it. This is TVs mm-hmm. with the tubes and everything. This is long before you had LED, LCD, plasma, whatever, which those put off minimal radiation. With the tubes cranking up the power to, for the color, it just crossed over the federal regulation limits. So they had a recall. And that blew up into, don't sit too close to the TV, it's going to burn your eyes.
1: Interesting. It's so there's, still there's not a good for your seated.
3: eyes. I mean, yeah, it's not good for your eyes, but even then, from what I understand, if you were going to get dosed above the recommended amount of radiation, you would have had to have been lying underneath the TV. Not even, Which would not even, even make sitting for a good
1: um, watching position. So most of us probably aren't going to do that. I don't know if it's radiation, but what is it about not standing in front of a microwave? Is that the same, same kind of it's thing? same yeah. kind of thing that you sh- – I still find – you still find yourself telling your kids that, hey, don't stand in front of that. Just let it do its business, Come <laughs> sort of come back to it. It's one of those things like I don't know if it's true, but like – Just in case. Like, it's so easy to do not to stand in front of it or to sort of back away. So why not? It's all like that just in case. One that's kind of popped up here recently with all of the um, bugs and viruses and ickiness and coughing that's been going around. And I didn't... I've never... I heard of it now recently, but like longstanding didn't know. And some of you swear by it that if you've got a kid or a cough that won't go away, that a kid that won't go away. <laughs> if you got a kid, that, I don't know this may work for that too, though, is cutting up an onion and leaving it by the bed is supposed to help suppress the cough. It will also get rid of your kids, I'm sure, if you, if you do that. But that's not the point. And there's like this huge challenge on it, whether it's not true, it's not. My thing is, if you want to try it, what at this point, if you're coughing your head up and you get a good night's rest, who cares whether it works or not? I mean, we're not harming I don't think you're harming anything or anyone by just cutting up a onion. I mean, you may stink, your room may smell, but have you ever heard that one
3: i've I've heard that one, and I've heard the the iteration of it where you're supposed to cut up an onion. And put it on the bottom of your feet and then put a sock over it. Oh,
1: that's to draw toxins.
3: And I I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. If you sincerely believe that this is helping you, by all means, keep doing it. If you really believe it, because the placebo effect is real. But I'm just saying the thickest skin on your body are the soles of your feet. So you're not drawing anything through that thick skin.
1: <laughs> no, but your feet, your feet may feel better or worse depending on on what it is. I appreciate Patrick in Louisville. He says that, I think I got the months correct, but if it thund- if it thunders in February, you will have a cold weather day the same day in April. So like if it if it thunders February the second. Then April the second is going to be a chilly day. I feel like, like Patrick, you have told us that here on Good Things Well in advance. We can completely try to remember that in February and mark the calendar for the, all the days that it thundered. But at the same time, I mean, you know, you're thinking about the entire state of Mississippi. I wonder if it would hold true, like if it thunders for you guys on the on the Gulf Coast. Do you get a chillier day in April? I or? think
3: that's one that has variations, and that's before you had mass communication, before you had the the speed at which we can share information, you had little pockets of, of knowledge that were passed down in family groups and communities. So you might have had situations where a town had thunder in February or January or something and then had a snow in April and it's like, oh well if that happens again we got a trend. So it it becomes an old wives' tale because of the the variables that are in that location. But across the board, yeah, it would be tough to apply it.
1: Gina says red sky in the morning is a sailor's warning, which would be bad weather. Red sky at night is a sailor's delight. Good weather that'd be one i guess you could sort if you but you got to remember these when it's happening right like we had a beautiful sunrise or sunset i can't remember the other day it's like does anybody remember the weather the next day i always forget these in time of actually putting them to the test so i don't know but stick with us we got more for you coming up next
0: Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. She's like cold coffee in the morning.
1: i drunk off last night. Whiskey and Coke. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can find us over at Supertalk TV. We're on your computer, your mobile device. If you are over on supertalk.fm, you can stream us live there. And you can download the Supertalk Mississippi app and find us there at well. And you can jump in on the conversation over on the Good Things Facebook group, if you would like. Or the C-SPIRE text line, 601-879-4395. Basically, no excuses for not being connected with good things all the ways to be connected with super talk in general if you're just tuning in we're talking about old wives tales one things that we've heard all of our life and probably passed down or said can't really prove them can't really not prove them and there's a few though you live by more than others i always heard the one candace said if your nose itches company is coming and or somebody's talking about you i think those are i don't know if
3: if your your ear ear, itches
1: if your ear itches so something and if your
3: palms itch you're gonna make money
1: oh man that never happens to me (laughs) I won't try to remember that one. Jeff tells us, though, here's one. We're at the start of of February. Basically, we're at the start of February. We're pretty much back at the start of December. You know, the year just went by real fast. We are at the start of January, and he says there's one that if it thunders in January, and there is a forecast for uh, rain in the next couple of days, at least for us here in central Mississippi, that it will snow Within a week, so Jeff, I feel like you have some homework to do because it's right here with us. You have to stay updated on the thunder reports for Mississippi, but at least in your area, and then we can sort of test that one and see if it will if it will work out or not. It's January, technically, or traditionally speaking, not a weather alert month. I mean, other than ice. Cold or snow. But yeah, your
3: severe weather moments you're going to have in January are usually ice or snow related. You, you don't usually have too many thunderstorms because the more, the higher the temperature, the more energy is in the air. Because in, in science class, you learn the more energetic something gets, the hotter it gets. And when it's cold. Is that why
1: we sweat?
3: <laughs> I, yes and no. I want mean,
1: we get really excited and run around? Okay, never mind.
3: But that's that's why you have you tend to have less thunderstorms in winter climates because there's less energy in the atmosphere.
1: Gotcha. All right, Jeff, we will put it to the test. We'll try to keep that on our frontal lobes as we move through January to see if it if it or I mean what will ha- this is what's gonna happen. We're gonna end up getting snow and then we're gonna wanna backtrack and think, Man, did it did, Did I hear thunder, week? thunder last week? Did I hear week? thunder last week? I don't remember. You put feed a cold, starve a fever. What does that mean, Nana
3: Well, if you don't have a fever, but you're not feeling well, you, you're supposed to eat. You feed the cold. But if you've got a fever, you don't want to eat. I mean, this is the old why I still explain. You don't want to eat because eating increases your body temperature, which is just going to make your fever go up. And again, this comes from a time... Before, you had access to Tylenol and ibuprofen and doctors and stuff. This is back when you had to doctor yourself. So it, it has a little bit of scientific backing. I mean, you look at animals. I'm not comparing people to animals. But you look at animals, wild animals. If they're fighting an infection or something and they their body temperature is elevated, they tend to go into a – an anorexic state where they eat much less. They don't move. They they let the fever burn it out. So you feed a cold, starve a fever. That's the old wives' tale.
1: Here's another one for you. Mom tested and completely scientifically fact. If your child has a stomach bug or high fever, don't feed them milk. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible coming back out the other way. I don't know what happens to it from the time it goes in. To the bug making it come back out, but it's nothing you or your child or your sheets or your whatever anybody wants to see <laughs> stick to clear liquids for that. Hey, I guess these... that
3: is an old tale. chicken soup will cure a cold.
1: Well, ch- yeah, and that's just keep the so the dad is like, yes, it keeps you hydrated. It's got some sodium, some of all those things. But yes, I mean, that's one of the one of the ways that it will will do that for sure. Nothing wrong with those. Believe them. Don't believe them. If they work, if they don't work, I think it's fun to think back again how people sort of managed to figure things out or try when they didn't have access to the information that we have.
3: I mean, there has to be a grain of truth for somebody somewhere with a lot of these because they still exist and they come from a time long, long ago, whereas other ideas from long, long ago are laughed at, like – Using leeches to bleed you to make you feel better—it's like we laugh at that. That's that is medieval. That's silly. How, why would you ever do that? But then you have other stuff like feed a cold, starve a fever—that comes from basically that same time period. That
1: Lasted. some people still believe. Patrick in Louisville—I've always heard this too. If you pass cows like in a pasture and they're laying down, it's just not a good day to fish. Go do something else with your time, unless you just want to be on the lake away from folks, which you're probably not going to catch nothing. But you can catch Sports Talk Mississippi, they're coming up next from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.